This is episode number 18 on the Follow Your Flow podcast. This episode is brought to you by my CycleWise Woman 8-week program. This is a specially designed intimate program with 12 women only where we're going to dive right into the fertility awareness method to use for contraception or conception, so trying to achieve or avoid pregnancy, or simply to get to know your own body. I'm offering the first program starting in July at a heavily reduced rate and there are still some places available at the time of airing this episode, so get in touch if you would like to join in. We will be learning the method in depth and sharing charts to learn from each other. This is invaluable when learning this method for whatever purpose you may be using it for. So you can email me, sarah at followyourflow.com.au or head over to the website, look under courses and events, and then select CycleWise Woman. So on average, women have around 450 periods in a lifetime. So if that's the case, this means that there has to be around 450 ovulations, because remember, ovulation happens first, but very few women actually know when this happens. They may have some idea, or if they're like I was up until my late 20s, they may not know what it is at all. I see so many women who are trying to conceive in the clinic and they get the timing completely wrong, thinking that they're ovulating at a particular time when they're not. So this episode is discussing the ways to know when you ovulate. We all need to know this. And we can know this, the actual day of ovulation, not just thinking around about when the day might be, actually know the actual day of ovulation just as well as we know our bleeding time. Please remember that this podcast does not replace your own medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. Please ensure you speak to your doctor or medical professional should you wish to make any changes to your healthcare plan. So are you ready to find out the ways to know exactly when you ovulate? As well as this, I'm going to point out ways that do not give you the ability to know exactly when you ovulate. So let's go. This is episode number 18. You're listening to Follow Your Flow, your podcast on all things women's health, menstruation and fertility. Your host, fertility awareness educator, women's health practitioner and lover of all things health and healing, brings her wealth of experience along with the real experiences of women and the expertise of health professionals. If you're looking for real and insightful conversations with real women along with inspiring and lasting ways to improve your health, then you've come to the right place. Here's your host on Follow Your Flow, Sarah Harris. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about ways to know when you ovulate. Now, the key word here is know. It's not think or guess or assume or presume when you ovulate. It's actually know. You can actually know when you ovulate. And this is surprising to some women because it was certainly surprising to me when I found out about ovulation because 
Not only did I not know about ovulation, I had no idea when I ovulated. So it is surprising to some women that it is possible for you to actually know the actual day of ovulation. So let's talk about that. First of all, though, let's talk about what ovulation actually is. So just a reminder and a refresher for everybody, ovulation is generally around mid-cycle, although that's not uh, exactly when it is for everyone because our cycles are different. We have a different length of cycle. Um, Our cycle is not always going to be exactly the same. So ovulation happens. It does happen around two weeks, usually 11 to 14 days before you get your period. So that's a dependable time frame that we can depend on. It's the first part of the cycle, which is called the follicular phase from the first day of your cycle up until ovulation. That is the the part of the cycle that can vary and that generally determines the length of your cycle. So what is ovulation? It is when the egg is released from the ovary. And so this is an event that happens each cycle and the, the egg is only alive for or has a life cycle of 4 to 24 hours. So once this is complete, then ovulation is done. You don't ovulate again in the same cycle. So the release of the egg and the build-up to the actual release of the, the egg is determined by the flow of hormones and the communication of hormones that allow that to happen. So we have an estrogen rise in the beginning of the cycle that produces cervical mucus. The cervical mucus is super important uh, for your health, but it's also really important for conception. And it's important to know if you're uh, avoiding conception. And so it aids conception it supports the sperm to reach the uterus to then reach the egg so that's the hormonal shifts and changes in the first part of the cycle it's all about estrogen then we have because of that estrogen we have a hormone called luteinizing hormone that is what triggers ovulation to occur and this happens over a 24 to 48 hour period. We have this luteinizing hormone. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in terms of the ovulation predictor kits that you can get from the chemist, the pharmacy. So there's luteinizing hormones that actually triggers ovulation, but we need the estrogen boost before that. Then after ovulation has occurred, we have a rise in progesterone. That's how we make progesterone. It's a result of ovulation. So when does it actually occur? Ovulation occurs, like I said before, 11 to 14 days generally before you actually get your period. But that that's a general another generalization. You know, it's 11 to 14 days. That's not pinpointing the actual day of ovulation. And how do we know when it is going to be 11 to 14 days before ovulation? So this is what we're talking about. This episode is how we actually know for sure the day of ovulation. So let's talk about why. Why do we want to know when we ovulate? There's a few reasons. So a lot of women want to know when they ovulate because of contraception. So they want to use their cycle 
to understand their cycle so that they know when they ovulate and they know the fertile days that surround the ovulation and then therefore they know the infertile days that are on either side of that ovulation. So that's using a method called the fertility awareness method and that's something I've gone through in other episodes and can do so in future episodes as needed. But the fertility awareness method is a method of contraception, a very valid method of contraception that has a very, very high effectiveness rate and is um, you know, very, very supportive for a lot of women. So it's not known about as widely as, say, the pill, but it has the, the same amount of efficacy as the pill in its typical and per- perfect use. Something to be aware of there is that the fertility awareness method is not the rhythm method, and we'll come to that in a minute. Okay, so conception is another reason why you would want to know when you ovulate. So if you're trying to conceive, knowing when you ovulate is a really important part of that. And so often I see women in the clinic and have done for many years where they have been trying to conceive for a very long time, years, and potentially go down the route of assisted reproductive technologies. And then when they're taught about ovulation, and they're taught about the timing of ovulation and and the days leading up to ovulation, then they get pregnant all on their own. So knowing your body can be very valuable. It can be very uh, supportive in terms of not needing to go down a very costly route when trying to conceive. So conception is another reason, yeah? So trying to avoid pregnancy trying to achieve pregnancy can be reasons why you would want to know when you ovulate. Other reasons why you would want to know when you ovulate is to support other diagnoses uh, that may be happening and for you to understand those diagnoses more. So for example, a woman who has PCOS, um, who is stressed, yeah, she might be able to see or she can see through her cycle, stress patterns in her cycle. She can see also if she has a short luteal phase, so the the phase between ovulation to her period is called the luteal phase. And I said before a couple of times that generally that's 11 to 14 days. If it's any less than 11 days, then this could be linked to or generally will be indicating that there's a a low levels of progesterone and those low levels of progesterone can actually be linked to recurrent miscarriage. So if that's the case, then that's really good to know and you can see it in a woman's cycle if that's something that's happening. So really great to know when ovulation occurs so that you can so that you can see that and work together with your doctor uh, while that's going on and then you can track any supports that you put in place to see if your how and when your luteal phase lengthens so it's also great to know your hormone levels you can when you ovulate can give you an understanding of your hormone levels and it also tells you obviously if you're ovulating at all is really good to know For some women, uh, they may have lengthy periods of time with no bleeding. 
And if that's the case, then they it would be great to know if they actually are ovulating when they do bleed. So 11 to 14 days before they get their period when they do get it, are they actually ovulating? And so you, the reason you'd want to know that is because are they actually making their hormones? Um, and that that's such great information uh, that you can support yourself with and then also support your doctor with as well. And the other reason why you would want to know when you ovulate, which I think is one of the most important reasons, is just to get to know your body, to understand the markers in your body, the communication from your body that is there happening all the time so that it can support you to identify uh, any changes that you feel or even to just confirm the changes that you feel generally in your body. So we're not always the same. Moving through the cycle, we have different phases of the cycle and there's different qualities to each of those phases. And for us to have a, a marker, we've got the, the bleeding time, which is a, a very physical marker. Ovulation is also a very physical marker that we can use to, to understand the shifts and changes that occur because pre-ovulation is very different to post-ovulation. So that's another reason why you would want to know. Okay, so ways to know when you ovulate. What are the ways to, to actually know when you ovulate? Now, this is not uh, the rhythm method. So the rhythm method is something that women used and is still banded around and women still, you know, draw on that today in terms of using a formula where they look at the average of their cycles and they basically have get a day or a range of days where they say, okay, I must ovulate around day 15 um, most cycles. And that's using a formulator on the average of the total sum of their cycles minus the 11 to 14 days or minus 14 days. And that does not work. It's not reliable. Yeah, so it may, for, for a woman who has a regular cycle, it may be around about that day for her most times, but generally it's not going to be the case. So lots of things happen in life and we, if we're stressed or anything's going on that's unusual or we're sick, um, ovulation can change. It can change. So that means that it's not going to be around the same time every month. So the rhythm method is not what we're talking about here. What I'm talking about here when I say ways to know when you ovulate, not think, not presume, not assume, not guess, it's actually know. How do you know? Okay, so the first way to know when you ovulate or the first sign that you're going to be looking, this is the number one, is cervical mucus. So cervical mucus is what we look at in the lead up to ovulation. I talked about that before. And that's in response to the rise in estrogen levels in the first part of the cycle, in that follicular phase of the cycle as the follicles are developing. 
So the cervical mucus gives us a marker in our body so that we know that we're leading up to the actual event of ovulation. Then it actually can tell us when ovulation has occurred because if we pay attention to the cervical mucus changes, it goes from a very slippery wet presentation to dry from one day to the next. And then when it's dry for three days, we can retrospectively say that that was ovulation. So that is a way of knowing the actual day of ovulation. So that's using cervical mucus. It does take practice and it does take commitment and it does take dedication on your part to really work with understanding the changes in the mucus. And there's a whole method to that, which I have gone over in other uh, episodes, which I can link to. I also have a free ebook as well that you can download from my website if you want to find out more about that. So the other method or the other sign in your body, which I also talk about in the ebook is basal body temperature. So this is measuring your resting temperature. And this is where you take your temperature at the same time, around about the same time every morning before you get out of bed, before you do anything, just as soon as you wake up and you take your temperature and that then, and, and chart it basically. So you're marking your temperature every day. And when you notice that there is a rise in the temperature, a marked rise that remains high for the rest of the cycle, then you know that that was the day of ovulation. And when you use that, so this one, basal body temperature, you can't see when you're approaching ovulation if you're just using that by itself. So with the cervical mucus, you can see that you are approaching ovulation. Basal body temperature just confirms when you have ovulated. So working, putting those two together is a really great way to actually know. You can know with both of them on their own. But like I said, depends on how you're using and why you're using it and why you want to know when you ovulate. So if you're using it for contraception, basal body temperature is not enough. If you're using it for conception, basal body temperature is not enough because you're not going to know when you're leading up to ovulation, when those fertile days are, whether you're wanting to avoid or achieve pregnancy in those days. And the next one that we have is cervical position. So the cervix changes in as we approach ovulation and then also once ovulation is complete. So this again is a support sign. This one is is not one that I ever recommend to use on its own, but some women do use it. So I would say that this is a way to to get an idea of when you ovulate, but it's not one to use exclusively to pinpoint the actual day of ovulation. So the way that it works is that as your as you ovulation gets closer and to the actual day of ovulation, the cervix becomes more soft, it becomes higher. So this is where you actually feel using your fingers to through the vagina to actually feel 
where the cervix is positioned. So the cervix, remember, is the base of the uterus and it is possible to to feel uh, if this is a, something that you wanted to use as a backup to confirm ovulation. You can or to confirm you're approaching ovulation. This is something that's, that's another valid change in your body. So the cervix becomes soft, it becomes higher, it becomes more open and it becomes more wet because that's where the cervical mucus is coming out. So when ovulation has occurred, the cervix is firmer, it's lower, it's closed and it's more dry. So it tends to have a quality that feels like the tip of your nose. Yeah, that's, that's when it's further down. That's when it's not approaching ovulation. And then we have something else I wanted to talk about. So I have women particularly who are trying to conceive. A lot of women who I see in the clinic use ovulation predictor kits. Now, ovulation predictor kits can be seen as the be-all and end-all of knowing when you ovulate. But they have to be really used with an understanding of how they work and also understanding the common misconceptions and pitfalls about using these kits and how they can actually lower your chances of conceiving, which is generally why they are used, because you may, it, it's, it's possible to actually miss the window that it is the best time to conceive because you're waiting for this LH surge. Now that's what they're measuring. The ovulation predictor kits are measuring the luteinizing hormone that I talked about at the beginning of the episode where the luteinizing hormone comes in as a result of the estrogen rise in the first part of the cycle. So due to those hormone changes, the luteinizing hormone is released and that is what triggers ovulation. So we have this 24 to 48 hour period where we have this LH surge that can be detected. So we have the urine tests for ovulation predictor kits that give us here in um, here in Australia, we have the kits that have the little smiley face that shows up when the LH surge is positive. Now these can be useful as a confirmation of what you're already feeling and what you're already seeing. So it's much more valuable and important to be really clear about your understanding of your body and then use the OPK, so ovulation predictor kits, as a backup if that's what you would like to do. However, using them completely and exclusively on their own does not always work. And the reason why is because it encourages women to actually use the rhythm method that I talked about before because you're working out around about the days when you're ovulating and then just peeing on the little stick around those days. So you're not looking, generally, women are not looking at their actual signs of as they're approaching ovulation and and then also when they have ovulated, they're not looking at those signs of cervical mucus and basal body temperature. Often they're just relying exclusively on having a roundabout understanding of when that time is. So 
it can actually lower your chances of conception because you're assuming that this is what is going to happen at a particular time, but you don't actually know if this is going to happen at that time. You don't know that ovulation is going to happen, so you're dismissing those really important signs and going for something outside of your body to tell you rather than looking exactly what is happening, yeah, what is actually happening in your body. And so it's interesting how we do that. You know, we go outside of our body to tell, to find a device to tell us what is happening inside of our body. And we tend to rely more on that than we do what is on what is actually happening. So using those signs of cervical mucus and basal body temperature and as a method, the fertility awareness method, is not about predicting. Yeah, this is not about you guessing and saying, well, this is what should be happening at this time. It's actually telling you, you're actually knowing exactly what is going on every single day of your cycle because you're you're tuning in you know you, and it's not tuning in in a in a um fluffy out there kind of way this is actually what is my body actually doing what are these physical signs that my body is showing me it's actually happening so to maximize the chance of conception, if that's why you're using OPKs to find out when you ovulate, you need to just get rid of any preconceived idea about the date that you think you ovulate and get to know when you are actually ovulating. So just completely throw that out the window. When you're using the OPKs, because it's measuring this 24 to 48 hours, when ovulation is going to occur, you're missing the actual lead up to ovulation, which can be the actual optimal time for you to be trying to conceive because the sperm need to be carried up to the cervix and then up to the uterus in the cervical mucus, which is happening and changing as you approach ovulation so that's something that women can miss altogether and sometimes it can be too late so you have this LH surge that you might have got the tail end of in your test and it's positive but then you start trying but it's actually too late after that the other thing to be aware of is that women with PCOS actually already have high levels of luteinizing hormone in their system. So this can be challenging to read from the OPKs exactly, to get an accurate reading, basically. And then also there's stress levels. So if a woman is stressed and often with fertility, often with women who are trying to conceive, there is a level of stress that is involved in that. And often, you know, with infertility or fertility, women who are trying to conceive, there tends to be quite a lot of stress around that. And so stress 
in itself can actually delay ovulation. So you might have LH surges where your body's trying to ovulate, but it doesn't actually follow through. So if that's the case, then you, and you're not looking at the signs in your body to know when you have actually ovulated, then you might think ovulation has been gone, but it still hasn't actually happened. And the only way you can know that is through those actual signs of cervical mucus and basal body temperature to know exactly when when you have ovulated or not. So all in all, it's really important to remember that your body comes first. Yeah, so the signs in your body is always first. It's always accurate. The device or anything outside of your body that's telling you when you ovulate is second. It's absolutely second. And then on top of that, we have devices like apps that tell us when we ovulate. That is not, that is another way, way, way down the line. And it can't tell you when you ovulate. It can just give you a prediction. Yeah, so that's really important to know. Do not use that for contraception. Do not use that for conception. And also do not use that as a way of getting to know your body because that is a device telling you based on a formula which can give you an idea of when you ovulate based on previous cycles, but it can't tell you the actual day of ovulation. The only thing that can tell you the actual day of ovulation is your body. So getting to know those signs in your body. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Now, like I said, if you want to find out more about getting to know your cervical mucus, getting to know your basal body temperature, how to do it, I have an introductory guide that you can download from my website. You can just go to the website. It will pop up and you can enter your details and it will be delivered to you. Otherwise, you can see the button to download on the front page of the website, followyourflow.com.au. And then look out for the programs that I have in relation to this. So if you want to work with this more closely, if you want to really understand how to use the fertility awareness method, then I do private sessions so you can see me one-on-one and we can work through that together. So they're women's health coaching sessions where we look at fertility awareness specifically. So you can use it as a method of contraception uh, or you can use it to support you with conception or like I said, in terms of just getting to know your body, it's super valuable to understand exactly what's going on. And then there's also programs. So Cycle Wise Woman is a program that has been in development for a while now. If you're listening to this in real time, there is going to be a group coming up for 12 women only, and that's coming up in July. So if you would like to put your name down for that, there's still a few places left. You can get in touch with me just over email, sarah at followyourflow.com.au. And that's a a group program where we're going to go through the fertility awareness method and as a group, learning from each other, learning how to chart, learning from each other's charts and really getting to know fertility awareness 
in a lot of detail. Okay, so that is it from me. That is ways to know when you ovulate, not think, remember, not guess when you ovulate, not assume this is actually knowing when you ovulate. Every woman should know this. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you in the next episode. You're listening to Follow Your Flow podcast with Sarah Harris. Subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and get in touch. All details on www.followyourflow.com.au slash podcast.